It is LeVac and Gaz. It is a Tech East Tuesday, which is why you can find us right there on Tech East Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page. It's your best way back to normal Facebook. And, of course, tefirewater.com. There's been no rain, so probably not many people calling us right now. But it'll happen. It will. Mother Nature's a fickle bitch, and she, when she does, tefirewater.com. That's where you go. Hey, guys. Hi there. Jeffrey L. LeVac, Sr., how are you feeling? I'm not senior. There's no junior. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Sounds like I'm good. Start. Everything's good. There's nothing to worry I, about. Everything's I, good. Nothing to see here. Uh, I know you weren't a part of the pregame show because you know that because you weren't there. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, whatever you'd like to share of where you were? I think that was a big clue you just gave away. I'm good. Everything's feeling, good. You're not flu. feeling well. I have flu. I have the flu as far as anyone's concerned. I have the flu. I, it's, I, I think people don't tell the internet that the internet right? you know. figuring it out by now what's going on over here you know i if you haven't uh, forget the other tests you're not gonna pass an iq test no i've got a little more time i'm grounded i'm stuck here in the house for a little while bored in the house and i'm in the house bored bored in the house and i'm in the house bored i feel a lot better than i did uh, a couple days ago Really, just a bad cold. That's pretty much what I'm dealing with. It's a bad, bad cold. Sure. Yes, we'll say that. Let's say, for instance, well, that's what other, it feels like. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Other people were catching this, and for a long time, you didn't catch that really bad cold, and the streak finally ended. We'll put it like yeah. that. I think that's a good yeah. way to put it. Which is weird, too, because the way the timing is, like, no one was around me when I got it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what they're like, all right, well, who are you around? I'm like, uh, no one. I don't have friends. I don't hang out with people. I just uh, do what I do. So here I am. I'm a, I'm a medical mystery, scientific anomaly. That's what I am. Saturday is a playoff game for the Albany Empire. If you have true. an injury, that's a true story. If, if you have an injury report right now, where would you list yourself on your potential appearance for Saturday? Questionable, uh, doubtful, probable, out. What's the second? So it's questionable. I would say questionable. I would say I'm questionable at this point because, like, I physically I feel like I could go. Like I could go, like I could play, you know what I mean? Put me in coach. I'm ready. I'd suit me up. Um, but I have to adhere to certain protocols now because I was responsible and, uh, you know, a couple other things I have to do before I'm allowed to do those kind of things. So uh, I, I would say questionable. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put me a full probable, but uh, questionable. Don't and, put you fact, the coach already told me I'm not allowed, which means I want to do it even more. So he's just, he's protecting me. He's just worried about me. I was going to say, if this is a fantasy football lineup, would keep you on the bench until Saturday. But coach is trying to throw off the media. It sounds like now and not put you into the game. <laughs> you definitely want to. You definitely want to handcuff me with my backup, which after watching Saturday does not exist. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I have, I really have no idea. Like I, I expected to be completely better by now, which as you can hear, there's still like some remnants in it. Um, I, you know, Mucinex is God. That's all there is to it. It's it's the best, and I ran out of it, so I need more. Um, I'm actually going to text my kid and see if she'll go grab me some as, as we do this. But, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll just do some NyQuil at this point. It's fine. No, nah, I still need the Mucinex. That's the key. The key is the Mucinex because I felt great when I was taking that. Now I'm not taking that. I don't, I don't feel as great. I don't. Well, even though you're not feeling well, but you're improving, it was a big week on Saturday. The I Albany enjoyed it Empire, very much. The top seed. You only hit me up once during the broadcast. I thought you were going to be filling up that comment section, just arguing away with all the NAL fans, and you had the three tabs going because there were so many playoff implications involved in the NAL. But 
Uh, you got an interesting perspective to watch the Empire game on Saturday. Before we break down the game, I'm just curious, is there anything that caught you off guard about, like, I feel like you had the coach's tape versus the on-field tape, and I know you know what I mean by that. You had a whole different angle for the first time in, what, four years of watching an Empire game at home. Yeah, well, remember, I got to watch the end of a game earlier this year for a whole different physical issue. Um, no, it, it was it was crazy. I, you know, definitely early, it felt like the gunslingers were were coming for us, and and they were ready to get that W. Like, like we were their championship game. That's that's what it was. Like, we're gonna finish the year. We're gonna take away the number one seed from Albany. Phil Barnett, who you know we loved when he was a member of the receiving core for the Empire last year, played in a phenomenal game, and. Um, it was it was it was a little nerve wracking early, you know, and obviously the like I, I said this to coach earlier today. I was like, big time players make big time plays in big time games, and that's what you saw. You know, Darius Prince with a one handed catch, Sam Castronova, stiff arming dudes getting in the end zone, and and uh, you know Dwayne Hollis just like yeah, keep calling it back. I'm just gonna keep picking it off. I'm just keep, <laughs> taking it away from me as many times as you want. I'm just gonna keep taking it away from them. So screw you. It's, it's gonna happen. Um, you know, Jake Matt's getting some pressure, new dude on the block, uh, too big of a dude to be wearing number two, but whatever. Um, no, it was, it was, it was a good, I think it was the kind of win you want going into a playoff game because Jacksonville's going to bring it. So, you know, you don't want that easy, like, oh, we can take it easy and win this game. No, 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 no. You better bring it because it's, you're still the guy that everybody wants to beat. San Antonio was way more of a test than what Orlando put on in the final week. And I bring up those two teams yeah. because those two teams, we're not going to be playoff teams no matter the result of the final week of the regular season. Orlando got trounced by Columbus while San Antonio was in that game all the way through. And I feel like somebody like accepting an award at the end of like a, a season for a sports team thanking the other team. But for real, San Antonio deserves a lot of praise for how they changed their season around because you and I had saw that team the first month of the season and they were struggling both on the field an ownership change happens at times the community is like what am i watching the whole thing changed and unfortunately for empire fans the change of that started with the win over albany and everything else changed because that was a really good team that took the field uh shout out to ralph and the crew who came from san antonio yeah for the broadcast those guys came over we chatted up for a good 15 20 minutes before the game about everything about the league and what goes on so to see the commitment and the change from San Antonio, it is what you just said, a far better test. A a quarterfinal playoff game might even be a nice way to phrase it if Coach wants to use that, of what that game became on Saturday because they were in that all the way through. Yeah, I mean, it's – I said this uh, before. I, I feel like I should stop saying that. It's like a new show. You probably didn't watch the Coach's show. Um, you know, the maturation process for San Antonio, when they beat us in San Antonio – you saw them go, oh, oh, we, oh, this is still football. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. And they, they played really good football since. Even, even in their losses, you saw them, you know, start to play more like a pro, pro team. And, uh, you know, even their losses before that win, you saw they were knocking on the door and they were getting closer. But that's, they're a good team. And, you know, who, who do they get back? I don't know. But I think with the way these guys finish the year, they're going to be more willing to go back and they're going to tell people who have the opportunity to go play in San Antonio. That's where you want to play. Kind of like what we deal with here in Albany. Like you get a lot of guys who, you know, will say, you know, Darius Prince, Darius Prince is, is one of the best recruiters for Albany. You know, it just, Oh, you should come here. 
because my quarter is legit and you know the, and everybody's gonna take good care of you and you know coach is real and also like like that's that matters in this league because these guys it's one-year deals they can go wherever they want so to, to finish the way they finish i think makes them far more likely to get high quality players next year now the matchup saturday night at home, there was a point in this spring and early summer where these possibilities of whether or not the Empire would not just be the top seed, but the home team were questioned. Now there's no question. Number one seed, if you want to win an NAL championship, you've got to take down the Empire on their home turf inside the NVP arena. And the Jacksonville Sharks come to town, a team that Albany's defeated before. Ah, and accidentally, the, accidentally FaceTiming someone. And the storyline that media people like me love. Mike Faithful comes back and is likely projected to be the starting quarterback for the Albany Empire. He has not gone away. The storyline you <laughs> thought, hey, we wish Mike the best. Thank you very much. You're a good quarter. Here he is, Levac, in the quarterfinal. We thought it could have potentially been Tommy Grady or Malachi Jones, and all that stuff could still happen in Carolina and all those exploits. But it's Faithful versus Castronova with a chance to go to the NAL championship on Saturday night. Do we know for sure that Arvell Nelson is not going to play? Because that's what I mean. Like, like that's that's what I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that either way. Like, uh, either one of those guys is good. Either one of those guys is very good. Uh, the faithful story would be very, very intriguing. You know, because obviously, by everything you just painted out there, but Nelson's got a history of of ruining high hopes here in Albany. He did it in 2018 with the Valor. You know, Faithful kind of did it early this year by leaving, and then Sam took over, and here we are. So, I, I'm not – unless you know something, I don't know. I think Arvell Nelson's going to play that game. That's what I think. I think I had footage of Faithful's back to the camera, and I wanted to use that for my Friday piece here at CBS 6. So. Oh, okay. Well, then until then, <laughs> Faithful. Well, I mean, he's going to be here. There's no doubt he's going to be here. Right. But I think he's going to be Nelson. Nelson's Nelson. better. Nelson had a better yeah. season. He's a better player. No disrespect, but he's like one of the great indoor football quarterbacks of all time. That's exactly right. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, it is – again, I, I told you, I look at the way that Faithful throws the ball, and he's got one of the best arms in the game. Uh, this league has proven you better be a little mobile too. You know, Sam Castronova is a monster because he's mobile. Uh, Jonathan Bain could could move, which helped. You know, Arvell Nelson can still run. Not like he used to. Not like he used to. You know, but look at what happened to Tommy Grady. Tommy Grady is arguably the best indoor quarterback that we've seen he only got to play a half because you got to be able to move right now with the way these lines break down. You're allowed to change this answer for Saturday's pregame show, but I'll ask you because I know by the time between now and Saturday, no player will give me the answer I want. No coach will give me the answer that I want, but you potentially could. Is this the team you most wanted to see the Empire get in the semifinal round? I asked Ryan McCarthy this question, by the way, before you answer it. I asked Ryan McCarthy, and Ryan, who follows the league just like us, he said he wanted Carolina because the games had been so close and there was a little bit of bitterness of, I want to see that matchup in the semifinals and all of that storyline behind. Carolina was his pick. What say you, team president, Jeffrey oh, Allen Levesque? For the championship? Who do I want? The right ball? now. Right now in the semifinals. Like this opening round, is uh, Jacksonville the best matchup for the team? Oh, for right now? I Jacksonville without Devin Wilson is interesting. I, I don't get to play. So you know what I mean? So like it's I don't feel right for me to go, this is the team. Screw these pussies. Like I just because all you're doing is firing up a hornet's nest that you're not gonna get stung by. Yeah. Personally. So like um you know me, I'm a narrative guy. 
Like that's what I do. I sit down and I see narratives in, in everything. Um, you know, if Carolina was the first one to come in, oh, this is great. They beat us three times. This is our chance for redemption. Not to mention, you know, they've signed a bunch of our former players. It's a great story. It'll be a lot of fun to win that game. Um, Jacksonville is a lot of fun because Jacksonville's a two-time NAL champ. So if if we can beat Jacksonville on our way to another championship, then you beat the man to become the man. You know what I mean? Ooh. So there's that, yeah. Um Columbus, we have a great history against Columbus, and but her Columbus is they're like people like to call them the Buffalo Bills of the NAL. They're always in the championship game, but they never win it. They're gonna break through at some point. They're gonna break through. So, like, I honestly, the teams that are left, I'm in for all of them. I want to see every one of them. Um, I almost wish it was some kind of like a round robin tournament where you got to play everybody. But uh, but as a guy who like isn't gonna get to go make a tackle, catch, or or any of those or run the ball, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, I'm glad it's Jacksonville. Ah, teach you like, you know, I know people in their front office. I'll be happy to see them if they make the trip up. Um, but I can say the same about almost every team in the league at this point. I'll ask you on Saturday. I'll let the social media people fire you well, up. I, you know, honestly, for right now, yeah, I want Jacksonville because that's who you got. <laughs> yeah, that's who it is. So what are you going to do? Seven o'clock kickoff set inside NVP Arena on Saturday for tickets. Albany Empire NAL.com. You want to drop the number as well? Yes, but actually do do the do the deal. Go to albanyempirenal.com because if you buy your tickets through the Spinzo page that we've set up, uh, $5 for every ticket goes to Special Olympics in New York. We're going to honor them during the game. Yeah, so a bunch of the athletes who represented us down in uh, Orlando for the, the U.S. game uh, are going to be there, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to raise some cash for them. An awesome cause, man. I know the Special Olympics so close to you. You've done so many cool events with them. To see them in the playoff stage – Getting that honor is so cool. My guy, Tommy Mooney, who you know I love that guy. Um, I hate him right now because his nickname is The Shark, and I gave it to him because he used to be a swimmer. Now he's a weightlifter. He was there last week, and he's, like, sending me pictures of the empresses. He's like, oh, there's my girls. There's my girls. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way they can say no to you, Shark. There's no way. You're too, too much charisma. You're a gold medalist, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Go hit on those ladies. They'd, they'd be lucky to have you, sir. So we're gonna have to change the nickname for this week, but uh, but yeah, it'll be good to see the guys. Tell Tommy to wave to the camera. I want him to get some time for the ladies out there. He's the man. Dude. <laughs> He's it's so like it's so much fun to see a guy like him who, like I remember the first time I met him, I was lucky enough to be invited to like help teach the athletes to like handle the media, like you know, like what how do you how do you handle a question you don't want, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And the uh, first time I met Tommy, he's just like. He wouldn't say a word. Just wasn't talking. So I started messing with him about swimming. I go, "What's your What's your event?" He goes, "I swim." I'm like, "Tommy the Shark Mooney," and like we've been boys ever since. But now it's not about me anymore. Tommy's coming to his own. Like he can, he's he's my favorite Tommy to talk to on a microphone. Oh, hurtful. <laughs> the last time I saw Tommy was at Mohawk Chevrolet. So shout to Mohawk mm. Chevrolet. Shout to Mohawk Honda. They're always doing great things at the Special Olympics and great things for you here in upstate New York. They want to buy your vehicle this summer. The summer is getting closer and closer to August. You might have been waiting. Wait, should I really trade my vehicle? Yes. Stop waiting. Stop stalling. Go into Mohawk Honda or even Mohawk Chevrolet, either one. And they want to make sure they get your ride upgraded this summer. Great prices going on. You might be able to sell back your vehicle for the same price you bought it for. Well, Vac and I know from experience, we both got great rides. Truth. Thanks to Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet. I'm all the great my truck. Yeah. Mm, I miss driving it. it. How when did it go into service last week? 
No, it goes in. Uh, it doesn't go to the twenty third, but I've been stuck in a freaking house. <laughs> that hurts even more. Once you get out no, of the house, you got right there. And I washed it right before too. Like my daughter and her boyfriend came over and dropped off uh, Nyquil, and he goes, "When did you wash your truck?" I go, "Right before I got locked up." And he goes, "It looks really nice." I'm like, "F you." <laughs> <laughs> Love my truck, my Mohawk Chevrolet truck. Shout out to the boyfriend kissing up to Levesque early in a relationship, by the way. He's not oh. a Chevy guy. That's why he's no? he's already toast. Yeah, he's 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 made some terrible life decisions. It's never too late to become a Chevy guy or a Honda yeah. guy. Yes. Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevy. I think that's what boyfriends. does it. I think that's what does it is you go yeah. you go to the Mohawk, you deal with the families, right? You deal with the Chevy family, the Honda family. And you that's what you become. I, I grew up a bow tie guy. I've always been a Chevy guy. But you know, we used to hang out at Honda all the time. Like, I love I love Hondas. I love Hondas. And then Andy Gelcher and Jeff Harrington started, you know, dragging me back over. But don't you love Chevy? And I'm like, yeah, I do love Chevy. So, like, in a perfect world, at some point, I'm going to end up with, like, something sporty from Honda in the driveway right next to that big old Chevy Silverado, and I'll be living the dream. I believe you and I are scheduled to be back in Mohawk Honda, by the way. Set your fall calendars for this September 14th, the day after AEW comes to the MVP arena. So, we'll talk oh, nice geez. wrestling and that, football. Uh, I think I am, yeah. Did you, oh, you went. Well, you, you got your own. You didn't even get me tickets. I would have paid you know, for them. You know who hit me up was Harambe. He's like, "Hey, I got an extra ticket." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, I want one. yeah, holy crap!" And like, yeah. just left me out. Just left me out. I'm the you reason they call come. you Harambe. You can still come. I'm not gonna go sit by myself. You're not gonna sit by yourself. We'll find. You've got just, some pull in there. I know a couple. I know a couple. Yeah. people. I know a couple people. Maybe we'll sit next to Tony Khan. Maybe I'll sneak in through my office. Maybe I'll come through the forbidden door. Oh, Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. That's right. That's right. They do that. I love those guys. Love them. I'm actually in a moment right now at, with um with one of the Mohawk Chevrolet employees where I'm Ooh. liking entirely too much of their stuff. And I'm like, it's getting weird. So I'm stopped. I was like, because she's just on my page. Like, and you can tell because her dad and I are like best friends. So it's like, hey, you get to so uh, Duncan over there. Like, <laughs> like our mindset is so similar. Like she keeps posting funny stuff and I'm like liking it. I'm like, it's getting creepy. I'm liking my buddy's daughter's stuff way too much. So I just like, Greg, I... Tell your daughter to stop being cool, please. Knock it off. Is that one of the best pranks you can do for somebody, though? Somebody did that to me in college. <laughs> my old roommates, this is like 2012 Facebook. He just randomly got on my phone and liked one girl's pictures 15 times, you know, like 15 in a row. Just one. Yeah. Row. Yeah. yeah. And go back. <laughs> you go back. Yeah. Right. You go back to like old, old school ones. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. Like, as soon as, like I said, like, like you, you take a flyer and you accept a friend request from some woman and you're just like, Oh, you know, she seems okay. And then five seconds later, you got like 30 notifications. Like, what the fuck is oh, she liked every picture from 2012. Unfriend. Unfriend. <laughs> Unfriend, restraining order, FDF off. I'm out of here. Pepper spray. Like if I don't call you guys in the morning, send out a flyer. I mean, I got black phoned. I'm out of here. Uh, you texted me before we went on today about Aaron Boone. Yeah, yeah. Do your victory lap, man. Go ahead. What a Go liar. Ahead. Aaron Boone is a liar. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. I've been saying it since he took over that job. All he does is lie to the media. That poor Susan Walden's trying to do her job. She's a Hall of Famer. And Aaron yeah, Boone's out there lying to Sweeney Murdy. Lie. I can't even do the Susan voice. I would die if I did the Susan voice right now. It would be bad. Um, yeah, he, he I just gave John Carlos Stanton a day off because he gets an extra day off. It's Perfect. It's no big deal. Everything's fine. I'm in the kitchen doing the same thing I did back then, guys. Yeah, see, that makes sense. It's perfect. Extra day off. It's fine. So what if I put him in a same game parlay, which I still won, just not as much money because they ate that leg. 
you know, and then today it comes out. He's on the IL. He's back. He's 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 where he belongs. He's re-upped with the IL, Mr. John Carlos Stanton. Of all the games that Stanton could miss, this one hurts more than any other. Not because it's like a divisional foe, because obviously they're in the other league, and not because it's a rivalry, because it's a subway series, it's fun, first place teams in New York, all that stuff. It's that if you remember the most recent time these teams played, which was September 12th of last year, there was a little feud between Stan yeah. and Lindor. Lindor hit three home runs, and after the second one, he's out there like doing this weird move and like taunting Gio Urshela, and then Stan took one deeper, and Stan basically like, stuck out his chest. So like all the teams ended up on the field. It wasn't a brawl. They didn't throw punches, but it's like, okay, Stan, like you wanted to start something with the other New York team. And you probably remember that. Here's your moment to do it again. Did he start it or did he finish it? He okay. Started finished finish. It. Finish is fair enough. Okay. Listen, you know, here's here's the sad part about being a Yankee fan. It's just tough. Uh, so one of our damn near seven foot tall bashers goes on the IL. Oh wait, we have another one. So uh, we're good. We're good. Judge will. Uh, judge is going to go off tonight. It's going to be. It's going to be the Judge and uh, Donaldson show tonight. It'll be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I appreciate the, uh, the 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 crew from Flushing, you know, you know playing a little baseball with us. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not going to be good for you. It's just not going to be good for you. you. Wait a second, the Mets are good. I know it's a yeah. two-game series. Okay. I mean, they're, like they're, they're good. Though. They're good, you know, like against other teams, not like you know great teams. Like one team is like historically good. The other team is like, yeah, they're pretty good. That's fun. That's a nice little story you got going over there. Watch the Braves track you down. You know, that's it's fine. To do another B the man, you got to beat the man. Is that what the series is? Is this the two best well, teams yeah. in baseball? One of them, you know, one of them's here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of one of them showed up. I don't know about, I don't know about, I wouldn't say both, you know, I, I mean, unless the Mets all of a sudden are the Astros and I didn't notice, you know, or the Dodgers. Yeah, all right. Wow, you're, you're just pushing them down the down the ladder a little bit. Or the Braves, um, you know, it's it's all right. Like, no, no. Look, hey, Mets fan, you got a good team. It's a nice little team you got over there in Flushing. We, we enjoy. We're gonna enjoy our trip to City Field. I would actually want to check out this game at City Field if I could have, because City Field's so much more inviting. You know, because a lot of people don't want to go there, so there's a lot more opening. You know, to hang out in. You started setting it up. I'm like, oh yeah, what's Dr. Drew up to? I wonder he's a big Met. Oh, okay. I, I see where he's going on. After how drunk we got. That was wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That was not you and I. That was a certain person whose name started with the letter G who Well, listen, he was worse, but we did not do ourselves any favors. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun. We had a very good time. Uh, this series for me feels like the two best teams in baseball. I know we just mentioned the Dodgers and the Astros and where they are, but those two teams have been around for like five years. There is something different about whether it's attitude, uh, changing of the guard. Like we can use these cliches. I get the Yankees are really good every year. Like they've been to multiple ALCS, but like there's something different about both these teams in 2022 that I really like about this game. All joking aside, Mets are still really good without – they're two best pitchers out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, DeGrom's what? He's going to go pitch in Syracuse, and then he's going to be back, hopefully. Yep. So, like, it's there. I think what this is, is this is the matchup you're hoping for. 
Like this is like Yankees Dodgers historically. That's amazing. That's like wow. Okay, let's let's just get royalty in the World Series. You know, Yankees Astros to get to that. Okay, all right. Now you know get to beat the man. You you know to beat the man. You're gonna beat the man, and you haven't really played that well against Houston. Great, but realistically speaking, everyone wants Yankees Mets. They want the Subway Series. I say it every year. If I could beat, if as a Yankee fan, if I could beat the Mets in seven in the World Series, I'm thrilled. Now, if I could beat him in four, I'd be even more thrilled. But I think that's, yeah, I think that's the matchup everybody wants. Can little brother with the big checkbook now take out big brother? Not the last time these teams are going to face off this season. Two games set here and then another two games set coming up in August. So as exciting as the Subway Series is the next two days, when is August, it August? 26th and 27th. Uh, yeah, I'll be in Florida. Going to Florida. You can watch it in Florida if you want. I celebrate mean, the birthday. I'm going to it, but no, be in Florida. 7-10 first pitch tonight. Yankees and Mets. Great stuff coming up. You know who's a big Mets fan? You know who loves talking Yankee baseball? Mets baseball is our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. You're looking for that new AC unit this summer. Shout out to everybody over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Now's the time to check it out. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Two seven two five nine two two. That's the number. Johnstone Supply in Troy. You talking about these AC splits? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. So I get. I've been here, and I was like, damn, they're sitting on my AC unit, like still sweating. And uh, I get I get lectured by Mike Corda. You know, well, you got to get those AC splits in your house. You know about those? I heard you talk about them, idiot. You got friends who freaking what Johnstone or whatever. Don't they have an AC? Can't you get a deal or something on AC splits from Johnstone? Idiot. Stupid. I'm like. I appreciate it. that's his way of saying he cares. So I appreciate it. But it was funny, like as soon as you start talking about it, all I could hear with Michael, you need to get those AC splits. Back of your house, nobody would even notice. Blah, 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 idiot, dumbass. Stupid if your kid. friends have been insulting you, just like Levac, <laughs> it's Sixth Avenue, it's Troy, it's Johnston Supply and Troy. You can walk in and say, My friends are insulting me that I haven't yeah. come here sooner. Please but help they me. They do it with love. But they do it with love. And that's why you should go to Johnstone Supply. Should it be like the Dick's restaurant there? They insult you when you show up. <laughs> well, he's a dick. Right. There. I mean, that's for sure. Well, I got cough. While Levac is surviving, our audio audience missed out on that. And our visual oh. audience. Next time, just do it right into the mic. You know, dude, it's bad. It's it's bad. It looked bad. It's that bad. should be like the screen grab of like, you know how you have like the screen promotions of the podcast rather than our logos. <laughs> it's, just just me. it's just me looking like a, like a, like a six pack a day smoker, like after 40 years of just getting after it, <laughs> sitting here in a sundress with little burns. Cause I fall asleep with a cigarette, you know? Yeah. I'm a guy, but I wear a sundress cause I'm fat. I smoke six packs of cigarettes a day. What you going to do about it? Nothing. That's what you're going to do. Sorry, it's, I'm tough talking myself there in the future. So much, there was so much to uh, that. There was. I'm so detailed. angry. I'm so angry. I'm just an angry. That's what this is made. It's it's just an angry, angry time for me. I thought you're down to three watchers. We lost like six viewers while I started just berating myself in the future and other people who don't exist. I thought, thought you're gonna say angry elf and then segue to Kyler Murray. Speaking of angry elves, how about Kyler Murray? There you have it. <laughs> uh, this is Matt Goss. It's Tech East Tuesday. Make sure you check out Tech East uh, Facebook page, Tech East uh, website, tefirewater.com. Uh, we're there for you. Godzilla's YouTube page. And then wherever you uh, wherever you hear the laughter of a child, the same place you can hear LeVac and Goss' oh. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because we abducted them. No. Um. So uh, Kyler Murray. Dude, I got to tell you, if, if you wanted to – like burn a house down right after you bought it 
like Arizona has shown us how to do this. Like this is like here, let's give this guy a great extension. Everybody thinks it's kumbaya time. Everything's beautiful here in Arizona Cardinals land. And then in there, we'll just put in a quick little, by the way, if you don't watch four hours of table week during season, we're going to go ahead and cut a hundred million dollars out of your deal. You lazy prick. And then walk away. Like, it's just like, like, dude, how, how much is Kyler Murray a not paying attention? And B, how much does somebody in that front office freaking hate him to make sure that everybody knew that stipulation is in the contract long before anybody else saw it? Thank you. Thank you that you and I are on the same page on this because I saw Jamarcus Russell trending. I saw him trending on Twitter after Kyler Jibusto Murray. Russell, please. <clears throat> Jibusto, please. So I have to admit, my first thought when I heard the Kyler Murray contract news, besides the numbers. Am I the only one who wants yeah. to see Jamarcus Russell hold Kyler Murray like a baby now? Like, am I the only one? No, it's just me. Okay. All right. Brian so. Clark asked him about this the other day. Like, he actually, I think it was two weeks ago on his show, The Pivot. I'll give it a shout out, Podcast Love. And he's like, Well, you know, that really doesn't matter. I'm like, That's a yes. He didn't watch it. Like, just say you didn't watch it. Who, man. Like, which one? Kyler Russell. Russell. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know he didn't watch it. We all know he was too busy with the purple drank, which, by the way, thanks a lot. I could use that coding right now. $230 million, 160 guaranteed. But that reaction is exactly right because, uh, Yes, they think Kyler Murray is lazy. They think he does not watch film. Initially, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, like this is a part of what happens in a $230 million contract. Like there's stipulations of like, you got to go to practice on time. You got to go to all the meetings. Like the quarterback meetings are like, that's a part of this. Like it's just ride motorcycles. Right. It's like your job description. But then realizing like, ooh, that's unique. And then actually watching Kyler Murray play, there were times over the past, Hell, you might even go back to high school if you want, because he's one of the great high school quarterbacks ever in Texas. Heisman Trophy winner in college. He might just be flat out that good of an athlete where he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, I'm not watching tape. I'm that good of an – and I know that sounds too high of praise, but seriously, like, there are times you watch Kyler Murray play. As excited as he is, you're like, that wasn't the play. Like, he's just doing what he wants. Right. Right. Well, and that's – and, you know, how do you game plan? You can't game plan for that because he does not game plan for it. But at the same time, you see it like that's one of the reasons he gets hurt. It's because he he runs instead of throws. Um, that's one of the reasons that you do lose games because he stays well outside of, of what you actually game planned. And then, you know, you can see what they've tried to become, too, with like James Conner on there where they're running the football. They're, they, they were kind of like a power team at points last year, which is not what they looked like on paper. So he's got to he's got to conform a little. Like, even if it's not fully, he has to conform a little. And the fact that they put in there, you got to watch film. Again, somebody in that front office hates him, just hates him. Like, fine, I'll let you keep your little gimmick short guy quarterback, but I want in writing that he's going to do his homework. Because, again, how do you even, how do you even make sure I did that? Do I have to, like, log into something like this so you can watch me watch film like a creep? Check in and check out yeah. and see you. It's yeah. a stream yard situation. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> like, like Kyler, Kyler, are you are you playing Call of Duty, Kyler? Mm-hmm. Wake up, wake up. I know you're sleeping. I know it's 3 a.m. in the morning and you're watching film, but right. I know you're sleeping. And it's such a weird number, dude, four hours a week. Like, dude, tell me a quarterback of, of any actual success that doesn't watch four hours of film a week. I mean, it's four. It's four times you sit down and watch an hour of the other team's defense. That's come on. That's easy. That's absurd. There's also another part of this Kyler Murray thing that maybe history will look back and wonder. 
why was Arizona so obsessed with Kyler Murray? Like none of this, this goes back to the NFL draft. Nothing about this has ever made sense. Like Arizona has tried to become, I don't know if they're like Elon Musk or they're trying to be like a guy who's invented a social media. This is so far against conventional, traditional wisdom of the NFL that it seems as if like, oh, Kyler Murray must have like a bunch of Super Bowls or like a bunch of playoff wins or an MVP. I know Arizona was the best team in football the last two months or uh, the first two months of the season last year. And the market has dictated because of how stupid some of these contracts are with quarterback. Like, hey, this is the number he should get because of Watson and everybody else. Right, right. But the whole thing from the day he was drafted in Cliff Kingsbury and he's short and he's mobile, but he's got a net. Like, none of this has ever made sense. But Arizona loves him. Like, what is the market for Kyler Murray post-Arizona? Like, would another team give him 230? I, I just don't know who it would have been. Well, I think you see – so. Lamar Jackson, okay, obviously different physical makeup, right? Like one one is a larger dude who can take a hit or two or whatever, and one's a smaller guy, which you would not want to see him take a hit if you could avoid it. But, like, Baltimore changed offensive football. They kind of took it back a little bit. They started drafting these better tight ends, you know, make sure the line is good, build your offense numbers in, and, and it worked. It, it worked. It, you know, it, it made them – a formidable kind of just, I don't want to play against you almost the way like you see um, when teams play army or, or air force and also the triple option. They're like, wait a minute, you're not as good as me, but I haven't seen this all freaking year. And this is killing me. You get Kyler Murray who can do all the things and you're like, all right, let's change what we do. Let's do it. Let's do it different. But I gotta, I gotta wonder if we're missing like one of the other, like is is Kyler Murray the only target in this in this little caveat in his contract? Because it kind of feels like a Cliff Kingsbury shot, too. Ooh, what do you mean well, by that? I want to hear this little theory, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. If if you're Cliff Kingsbury, we brought you in, we brought Kyler in, you guys, you kind of joined together. If my quarterback respects me as a head coach, I don't need in writing to watch film. He just does it because I tell him to. He does it because he respects my system. He respects me, and he's going like, to watch the film so you can tell me why I'm telling you the wrong thing to do. So, and if I'm if I'm Kyler Murray, I gotta know that if Cliff Kingsbury is gone, they might bring in a hard ass who's going to maybe do a lot more than watch four hours of film a week. Like it almost feels like it's a it's a it's like a hey we throw we threw away a lot of stuff just for the two of you. You better both get your crap together. Yes, the, I love the Kingsbury point because. The best comparison maybe to Kingsbury and Murray is Lynch and Shanahan in San Francisco. Same division. Uh, success has been far better in San Francisco. But Lynch and Shanahan can say, like, look what we've done together. Like, this has worked. We deserve to get a raise and everything else. And it's been now a combination of Garoppolo, soon to be Trey Lance. Oh, like, Trey Lance is Trey's team. Trey's team, right team according right to Sh- Kyle Shanahan. Right, yeah, like all that stuff's happening. But Arizona has just said Kingsbury – and Murray are our guys, even though their track record is nowhere close to any of those other guys. They have just gone all in. But here, here's the thing with like going all in in the NFL. Maybe, and I, I hate not being strong enough on this take, but I just feel like this is the best way to cover it. Maybe that's the best mentality to have. Like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down with my guy. Like, I, I when I'm all said and done, if they fire me in Arizona, I did everything. Like, I legit, I went all in. I didn't go half. I didn't change my scheme. I didn't give them a reason. We committed to these two. 
They let me down. I got canned. See ya. Thank you very much. Show him the, you know, like you'd rather be super aggressive. Like the chiefs and the bills, they went and got Mahomes. They went and got Allen. They were aggressive. These guys might be being aggressive in the wrong way, but I guess that's where I have to at least give them some credit. They are super aggressive, but maybe the wrong way. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when he doesn't watch enough film. and doesn't know the offense. And then we'll see how aggressive they are. That's, right. that's when, that's when it all gets real, real. I'm getting fired up for the NFL. I'm getting fired. Oh, dude, everybody's in camp. Everybody's in camp today. Today's the day. NFL training camp's open. Uh, By the way, I want a little plug here for later on this summer uh, to pat our own selves on the back here. You nailed the Super Bowl champion in 2022 and our preseason show in 2021. Uh, In the COVID year, I had Buccaneers Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You and then Brian Kitty were second when it came to our playoff predictions and teams and all that stuff through Godzilla Media. I feel like because end of August – you're going to be on vacation. Maybe before that, we tape an NFL preview show. We put it on audio and visual, and we do a full-out blowout show, break down all the divisions, do our Super Bowl picks. So keep that right. in mind as August hits, because I feel like I know we did the written version last year, but a full end-of-August breakdown of the NFL season on the way. You realize that like midnight, like 11.58 on August 13th, I go full NFL. My brain completely flips over. Like it's it, which is going to be a problem because I have a lot of work to do still, uh, in 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 this office. But no, I'm in. The dude, love it. As a matter of fact, I I could probably even do something remotely because I guarantee my nephew's like breaking everything down seventy five million ways for Sunday just because he's a nerd. But you know he's also a marine, so whatever. I said ex marine today, and I got yelled at. It's you're never an ex marine. Once a marine, always a marine. I'm like, well, I'm just he doesn't report for duty anymore. <laughs> duty so um did you see did you see aaron Rodgers show you mean, up today you, you mean cameron pope cameron poe cameron poe did i say pope poe he did. P-O-E. He did. He P-O-E. P-O-E. yeah cameron poe like dude nick cage is the the renaissance that is nick cage is amazing i can't remember the name of the movie where he like he's himself oh i thought you um, said con air's the movie How no the horrible you? burden of something massive talent or something like that and he's just so good in it. It's him and the dude from Mandalorian. It's hysterical. It's like totally worth watching. If it's like it, it's um, it's National Treasure, without like pretending it's not Nick Cage. Pretty much what the movie is like. It, it's like what if it was just Nick Cage in this movie and not him as a character? Um, no, is that's Aaron Rodgers is such a weird dude. But good for you for doing that one. Second best appearance in my humble opinion at a training camp today. Second best, like right by the way, before you tell me the first, Rogers loves this. Like, if there's any doubt in any single person's mind that Aaron Rodgers does not love the attention, remember last year he did oh, yeah. like the office t shirt of like the NBA jam characters, had like Kevin's chili and had like all these offense references. Now he comes out with the Cameron Poe from Con Air, Bunny in the go. Box. There you go, the great movies, love Con Air. There's this running joke in Salvi about that movie Con Air that we love. Uh, about the attention. All right, now I need to know who had the better entrance than Aaron Rodgers today. Uzama, there, the tight end, the new tight end in New York, who shows up with, <laughs> with the uh, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, Times per- Person of the Year award <laughs> on the front. Like, I just, I like, I love that. Like, like you know, you got you got Devonte Adams who's getting just run for saying like Derek Carr's gonna be a Hall of Famer. You get you get Tyreek Hill who's getting run because he likes likes Tua. And no one is complaining about the love fest for the Jets quarterback because it has absolutely zero to do with what happens on the football field, unless that's where he banged his mom's best friend. Who knows? But allegedly, like, yeah, no, there's no legend that happened. There's no way that didn't happen at this point. It's a matter of how many of her best friends did he run through the book club. Is what we need to know. 
Like, like with this is mom Oprah, and you bang my son, and you bang my son, and you bang my son, oh, and I'm gonna cough. <laughs> the Jets, though, with that T-shirt, that is number yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, shout out to whoever the social media intern or director, whoever did the Makai Becton photo. I don't think there was anybody under more pressure to get that one right because the angle had to be perfect of the big Jets <laughs> offensive lineman not being fat, and like that's what fish eye lens. That's right. People called. were just like. Congrats, Becton. You showed up in shape. Like, yeah. oh, good. The six foot eight, 380, 370. Yeah. Rounds of shape. This, this yeah. is not Rex Ryan 2010 hard knocks. It, it is not that level. But now that we have Zach Wilson, the new tight end, big CJ, former of the Bengals, Makai Becton, three first round picks, rookies debuting at camp. I can't believe I'm saying that. I think of all the NFL teams, I'm talking myself into the. Jets may be having the most interesting and entertaining training camp of all the NFL teams. Um, I mean, I, obviously you're always going to lean towards your favorite teams, right? So like, like if you're a Buccaneers fan, now that they got Julio Jones can, 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 you know, Brady squeeze a little more out of that toothpaste tube, you know, um, you know, for me as a Raiders fan, the just blatant disrespect that my organization is receiving Paul Gutierrez pump the brakes. Don't appreciate your tone. Um, I can't wait to see how that comes together. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stories. The jets are intriguing. Like you said, it's a, who are they? Are they going to be this new animal that actually competes? Cause you know, big game, Bob Sala and I, we get along. So yeah. we're boys and, uh, I got a lot of love for that bald man and I'm hoping he gets everything going the right way. And I'm a little jealous of Zach Wilson. He's getting through a, He's running through some hot moms. He's the milf hunter. So I can't wait to like the Jets and the Jags play each other in like mid-October, and they're like both three and four. And like, another big game for big game Bob Sala coming up here on a Sunday from the Hideaway. Don't be shocked if if Doug Peterson puts some work into that that Jags team, and they don't come. I bet Jags are come out of the shoot hot. Jags might be that team that goes worst to first in their division. James Robinson tore his Achilles in like late November, and there's a report out there that he's going to be ready, like off the yeah. pup list. I'm like, what? Yeah. is he a machine? How's, right. he, how's he ready? It's nine months well, off a of torn Achilles. And he doesn't have to deal with Urban Meyer's bullshit. He's going to have a real coach. He's going to let him run the football. I mean, come on. Come on. I, I'm I'm willing to bet the Jags. I, I might bet they're over wins. I might. I don't even know what they are, but they might be one you got to do. I got to cramp out. Cramp. I, I would say Jets, the Jags storyline of Trevor Lawrence. What's he going to be in year two? He doesn't really have the excuse anymore of it being Urban Meyer's fault. Baltimore, uh, your cousin, your nephew, I should say, your nephew will enjoy that because the Baltimore story and my daughter and your daughter. That's right. Uh, they'll both be intrigued by Baltimore because Lamar Jackson's contract situation is not going away. He is still yet to hire an agent. Uh, this is his last year. He uh, probably should have been signed so bad, <laughs> but the whole situation out in Baltimore is very intriguing as well, especially that AFC North. So there's a lot of good tra- training camp storylines. Uh, the Lions are on hard knocks this year. Dan Campbell. I, I, I think two teams. I think there's two teams on hard knocks this year. But oh, the hard knocks all over the place now because I know they got a midseason hard knocks they had with the Colts last year. Yeah, because well, they, they're trying to ruin it, they're trying to kill it, they're trying to take away the things that I love. Yeah, it's the Detroit Lions. I thought there was two teams. No, no, it's just the one. I don't know. I can't pay attention anymore. My we'll hit a Paul Camerata. I'll hit him up. Oh, the cards and ask him. The cards, too. Oh, okay. The cards will be in season. That's all right. I'm sorry. So there is two, but but the Lions, yeah. I mean, Dan Campbell, and the best thing about him is now that we know the truth 
that the head coach has like final cut on episodes. Dan Campbell is freaking insane. So like, there's going to be something in there. He's going to be like, ah, leave it. Like he's going to motivate the team by just like, what did, what did giant Depp call it? A, a grumpy by dropping a grumpy right in the middle of the, you know, oh yeah. That's what you guys played like last year. And they're like, and they're gonna be like, you want us to cut that out? He's like, nah, leave it. That's good. It's corn. It's perfect. He drops a grumpy. I'll go 17 and 0 for the Lions. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, here's a question because today is a 10 year mark, which is kind of a sad 10 year mark here for Cavaliers and sports fans. But this goes across all of New York. The Jets used to be in Cortland. I don't think it's unfair to say the clock might be ticking on St. John Fisher College. There was mm. talks that may be done this year. It was two years ago, they thought it was over. It's 10 years since the New York Giants had training camp at UAlbany. Mm-hmm. Should teams go back to the college campus? Like we've covered training camps in four different cities. Could that ever happen? Like, could we see a day where the Giants or somebody comes back to you Albany for training camps? I don't know. It depends because it's such a costly venture that when you build these facilities that can host them, you just don't mess with it. Like I was looking in, I was looking into doing our training camp offsite, and some of the numbers I got back are intense. Like. Like to the point where I didn't even show them to team owner Mike Corda because he would he would have laughed at me or maybe hit me maybe both who knows um so it's I mean like I said such you got to move your organization like they the Giants moved to U Albany they brought their stuff their weight room their everything to U Albany um and then and that's like that's a huge cost and then to pay to be there and to be fed and everything else um I, I think as long as you see teams have success with the current mantra you're not gonna have nobody's gonna do it and it may be a week you know and even then i think it'll be more of the ones you see like where like the patriots are flying to, to practice with the raiders why would i pay to move my entire organization for like a month when i can just travel to somebody else's and they'll host me and then i can you know work something out with them and then you know trade it out in nine i love this stat i heard this stat this week in 1999 only three teams Three teams had a home campus, we'll call it, who didn't leave. It was Miami, Tampa, and Cleveland. There's some weird correlation between Cleveland and two Florida cities. They right. decided not to leave those. Now only six teams in the NFL do the college campus thing. Don't right. train at their training facilities. You laid out a lot of good reasons why, cost-cutting measures, all that stuff. Like in the past, it was a lot about spreading the market. Like we'll use the Rochester example again. Like yep. if you're a Rochester fan, you become a Bills fan because they're 45 minutes away. You Albany, I'm sure there's a lot of Giants fans because of that. Cortland and Jet. Like there's a reason why you want to expand your brand. You don't have to do that anymore. Like, yeah, it's cool to have those events, but you could find different ways to do it and still have those fans connected. Another big thing, and this is something you dropped three, four hundred K. Yeah. Um, the fan experience, like for the Albany empire, you as the team president, you get to decide everything that happens during a game day or your ideas of it and all that stuff. When you're partners with a college, I'm sure the college wants to say in what they want to do. And then the right. NFL team has to say, it's like, nah, I, we don't like your idea. We want to do our stuff, pocket our own money, charge when we want to charge fans again, and what we want to right. charge fans to get in. So not having a partner also cuts that middleman out where it's like, yeah, it saves us money and potentially gains us money. Cause it's going in our pockets. Right. And, and, and there's familiarity with our with our own facility. And I mean, you know, we broadcast from all of them. And the one that is the least gracious for the actual broadcast is the Bills. And it's because they don't have the they don't have the control. The other two do like the Jets have uh, junction boxes set up on the breeze on the on the walkway. 
so you can just plug right in and do a show. Um, you know, the Giants have the same thing on Outback they set up for us. Where the Bills, it's like, well, part of our deal is with this radio station and the, their trailer is there. It's in the way of this. It's this, that, and the other. So it's like, you know, we ended up doing the, we'd go visit and they were very gracious to let us visit. But to do a broadcast, we had to go find a bar nearby and bar and do that. And you know me, I hate bars. So it was very, <laughs> you know, very uncomfortable for me. Our there. Patriot one, the connection was awful the second year. I'll tell you what, that first year, that staff they had, yeah. Howl at the Moon and Fox. Oh, like, my goodness. I just tell Those are, they were healthy staff. girls. Healthy girls. Man. Healthy, healthy. Grab my chest weird. there for a second. <laughs> That's weird. You if you're in that? love, your place is oh, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. David. I'll, I'll leave that on the audio side. Hopefully my wife doesn't hear that. The How about this, Lebec? Five years tomorrow. My yes. Post to my wonderful wife. Five year uh-huh. anniversary. I saw that on the social medias. That's coming up tomorrow. Lily and David find you. Are you guys gonna do Jaeger shots and fart at each other? Is that what you're no, gonna do? No. Right. I'll send it to my wife to see if she likes that. Shout out to Jordan. you. Should get her a gift from Lily and David. Like other people do anniversaries and stuff. You should be like, honey, this is the day that you made me the happy. You said yes, and go buy her like a necklace or some earrings. Lily and David find jewelry. Maybe I will. Maybe I will do that. You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. Stop Route Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Thursday. I'm stopping. I'll buy her. I'll buy her. I'll buy her a present. I will. Oh, beautiful. Tell her who her husband is. If you're heading up to the track this summer or you hit it big Uh, on a try or superfecta, uh, spend it on the wonderful woman in your life at Lily and David (sighs) Fine Jewelers. Right there. Or if your wife's sick of you betting at the track all the time, take some of that money, buy her a present, show her you care. Come on. Or you or you want more time at the track this summer. Yeah. Buy her present. present. There it is. Lillian David finds you there. Shout out to Alyssa and David. Family owns and operated business. Selection is great. Walk her in there. Ask what she wants. They'll help you with the price. This is Lillian the best David thing. You there. I, am I crazy? I can just I can visualize Alyssa. Like I walk in there and be like, so the missus is pissed off. I I keep going to the track. I just want to keep going to the track. What like what and she'll be like. Yeah, picture of her. All right, skin tone, boom. All right, look at this. What do you think of this stuff? Whatever. Oh, you've lost? You've been losing the track? Okay, come over here. We got this. Oh, you've been winning? Oh, come over here. Like, I can just see her like a quick eye roll and be like, I got you. I'll help you through this. I know what you need. Nice tennis bracelet. You? Oh, you're winning? No, no. Like a, an earring package. Yeah, no. We got to. <laughs> oh, you lost a lot? Okay, have you seen these gold plated roses we do for Valentine's Day? Like, you know what I mean, like, I guarantee she knows like exactly what gift is going to get you more track time. I just imagine now there's a room where like people who have lost the track are like washing something back there. <laughs> Can you take me? She's like, how many days a week do you want to be at the track? Okay, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Lily and David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, Shops of Wilton. Uh, Levac, you and I missed on this one. Okay. Vince McMahon has yeah. retired from the Did WWE. he come out? Did they say anything about it last night? Uh, I believe Stephanie McMahon did stuff on Friday on the SmackDown show. Uh, she came out let off the show. Isn't my cousin for... Paul Levesque taking over? Yes. Uh, Co-CEOs, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. I, yeah. I want to get back to that co-CEO thing. Uh, yeah. Allegedly, Paul Levesque, your cousin, Triple H is now taking over all of creative. So the shows will be done by Triple H. There you go. The reports. People love him though, right? Since he's taking over. Like he gets like when he was out with the heart issue, which I'm I'm very curious to see how that's gonna like, hopefully his health will be good. Like when he was out, a lot of people got pissed off. They were not good with it. I did hear he's, that Brock Lesnar's pissed that McMahon's out though. Yeah, there was a story on Friday from Fightful Select that said Lesnar just left. Said if he's gone, I'm gone. And they brought him back. So 
<laughs> you might be like, all right, I want to get paid. Somebody and then tell me I'm pretty. Some... Yeah, Somebody right. tell me I'm pretty. He'll cash that SummerSlam check on Saturday and say, yeah. so. thanks for coming. Uh, off to Suplex City for me. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, so Vince is gone. Stephanie and uh, one thing on the Paul Levac Triple H thing. European fans love him, especially. Mm. I know they got a show coming up in September because they, he did like a lot of stuff in Europe, like NXT and some shows. So like, especially European fans love Triple H, and because of the Levac name. Did you know, um, like, if you're American outside of the bathroom when you're headed in, and you're American, you know, when you're leaving the bathroom, do you know what you are while you're using the bathroom? American, European. <laughs> You see my finger going for the. He's actual... trying to find the. Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm stealing that joke though. That joke. <laughs> it's a dad it's a classic joke. Get, dad. That's yeah, a very yeah, good dad yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the co-CEO thing. I, I think we can talk about this. Uh, you and I have worked for a company before. Who? That had co-CEOs. I feel like it doesn't matter if it's a media company, an entertainment company, any like there's co-hosts for Jeopardy, right? It's like Mayim Bialik and uh ken jennings i feel like co anything and more so co-business presidents decision making positions is a failing situation i feel like what's his name nikon shere khan nikon um he's training wheels right isn't that what he is it's like it's like stephanie i don't think you're 100 ready yet so let me let nick hold your hand for a little bit and then eventually you'll just take over you'll like rip his head off like a female praying mantis you'll just take him apart I feel like Nick Khan might be the one who's going for the head. I really? Think the, he's yeah, like a super. Can't. He's the superpower agent. He's like one of the most powerful sports agents of all time. I think he took that. But you position. need to make, but but it's WWE. I mean, it goes back Vince McMahon's dad, Vince McMahon. Like I think everybody thought it would be Shane, and it'll be, but it'll be Stephanie. Stephanie will be the the you know or or Mister Stephanie, my cousin Paul, um, will be one of the ones that takes over. I think if it was up to Nick Khan, not knowing him, but just like understanding his background as an agent he probably would like the title of like president and let stephanie do like the wrestling stuff like the promotions events right. all that stuff like putting on the shows and then triple h would have like the behind the scenes creative and then nick Khan would be like can i do this i'm the money guy the stock mm. make the people who are invested you know basically just made vince mcmahon's position three positions rather than one at 77 years old mm. i don't know do you think it's I... do, do you think positive negative no effect at all that he's no longer the boss of wwe and the highest ranking professional entertainment wrestling company in the world um i think it's actually gonna have a positive effect because it, it had to close a lot of doors people knowing who he was and what he's done or what he's allegedly done so i think what it'll do is on a business front it'll open up some doors for them that he's gone and then that will trickle into you know more money meaning bigger shows and i don't think it's good news for AEW. I think AEW is probably going to have an even bigger tiger by the tail now, but uh, no, it'll be, it'll be good. That, and that's if he's really gone, like this screams the George Steinbrenner suspension to me where it's like, you can't come near your baseball team and blah, blah, blah. And I like George is in the back on, Hey, I'm still here. I'm coming back. Like it just, it feels <laughs> like, feels like a wrestling move. A little spoiler alert. In episode one of the captain, they talk about Steinbrenner's return yeah. and how he was, booed by yankee fans when he first was suspended because of the connection with dave winfield and everything else and how he was cheered by yankee fans when he returned because they knew he was going to be so competitive to bring a champion it was cool to see his actual uh, arrival back as the boss 
I would love to see Vince McMahon get some type of send off, whether I, I know he said he doesn't want to go in the Hall of Fame and he doesn't want people to thank him at the Hall of Fame because it's just repetitive. But some type of final event like, all right, that's the final ride, maybe a final stunner from Stone Cold or something. Uh, there's a potential when you think about this of them selling. Like there's been talk of like why they've been cutting all these wrestlers and why they hitched on with Peacock that maybe McMahon just sells it for like a billion dollars and says, my family's good for life. Like you guys are good. Like you guys, yeah, but, like a Dana White situation, you could still run it, but like, right. But even, yeah, even if he sells it, she'll still run it. So one of them will still run like, like Triple H is there until his health gives out, I think, because he loves it. He loves the industry and people love him. But I don't yeah, I'm, I've tried to watch it last night. I just it. I know about five seconds whether or not it's going to be something worth watching. And uh, more often than not, I still turn it off. I got no interest. Unless my boy Bobby Fish is wrestling over AEW, I'm pretty much out. What's up with Bobby Fish, by the way? Is he doing stuff with your fellow Colony high school people? I mean, everybody else is rallying back together. You know, we got DJ D. Scott's doing the block party. Class oh, is he? Is that the big news? Yeah. yeah he's oh, I saw him tease a little oh, bit. Did I, did I spoil on... that for him? Yeah, oh, he might have spoiled it. I saw him tease something on social. He's like, I had a big announcement. I'm very honored that I was asked to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I tried to get oh. him to do something for me like a couple weeks ago, but it just didn't work for his schedule. Um, he's really good. I mean, the dude loves music like nobody's business. So it'll be a party at the block party for sure. Hell yeah. Shout out to D Scott, man. Big D Scott guy. We're we're a D Scott podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. We actually like his podcast. Uh back to the WWE real quick there. Remember the UFC for the billion dollars the UFC had gone for, that was sold to Ari Emanuel, who was also known oh. as Ari Gold from Entourage. Right. So that was like a five, six billion dollar deal to an agency. So if Khan's got the backing of an agency, just look at those similarities entertainment fight companies run by agencies maybe a similar deals on the way that con yeah. rallies the troops and sells i mean say buys wwe yeah well and then stephanie and shane O'Mac and my cousin paul will head over to AEW and make it a winner that's what it'll do so i've got my cousin paul's pretty good so <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad fighting through uh your <clears throat> sickness and illness you've made it a whole <sighs> hour i thought this was gonna break soon i do have i I have a question here from our pal who came up and saw us before the pregame uh show got some camera time the one and only the great tommy gross i I hit the q a of the day gotcha you got it okay i got excited too about tommy gross my guy uh what do you think of boston talking to brooklyn about a possible trade for kevin durant let's go empire let's get that w um i think it's i think it's if boston can pull it off I think it makes Boston an absolute contender, like legit contender. Like I know they just lost the the finals, but like, should they even have been there? Maybe not. You put Durant on that roster and you don't give up too much. Now you're there and it matters. I am really confused, not by Tom's question, but like this theory that Boston needs Durant because Boston, what they're in the NBA finals. They're like a few wins away from winning the championship with that combination of the roster. They have of Brown Tatum. You could run Horford played like he was a young man. Like, right. Well, how many more years a, you can get that? Right. But like, that's a really good roster. And Tatum and Brown are both younger than Durant and Durant caused issues in Brooklyn. And the talk was that Brown would be a part of the deal. And Jalen Brown immediately went to social media because it's 2022 and put the SMH, the shaking my head emoji. And it was, by the way, both Woj and Shams. So it wasn't like one guy was looking for a story. Both of those guys reported that. And I know locally in Boston, they had said, like, the Boston reaction was great. They're like, 
Woe just full of it. That Shams knows nothing. And Boston Radio hosts are like, so you think he just leaked it to leak it? Like you think the two best NBA reporters just randomly on a Monday right. in July wanted to say Kevin Durant might go to like Boston fan was very against the idea of Durant coming because they had Kyrie too. Remember, just a few years ago, right. it didn't work out. Durant's a better player though. He got wrapped up in this crap. Yep. Here, here's here's the thing. You, you were right. They have a very good roster. If you want to be a runner up, they're just they're never going to beat a Steph Curry without a Kevin Durant. They're never going to beat. You know LeBron James when he gets his full cast of characters. So this they they need something. Is it Durant? Maybe not. Maybe it's something else. But they need to make some tweaks, and that's one hell of a tweak to add arguably the best basketball player on the planet when he's healthy. I want so I want Jason I want Jason Tatum to be in that conversation. I like him, man. He's yeah. a really good player. I don't know if there's like a wave of athletes that are going to come next. Like, is the Le, the LeBron era is over? Because that was like LeBron Wade, Bosh. Carmelo, God, that hurt a little bit. Uh, those guys have long right, passed. Like the Carmelo next... doesn't belong in that conversation. How dare you? My son picked up a Melo jersey the other day. I couldn't was... have been more proud. Hey, listen, I was going to pass on that joke, but considering he never passed, why should I? Knicks, baby. Knicks are going to be real this year, baby. Look out. Look out now. They stink now. No, they good now. A lot of passes. Our guy Gurkha, he didn't get. I didn't get a chance to put this comment through. He was said prayers for Levac. Can we get a shirt just like Ferris? <laughs> just concerned for you, which is good. You've got Gurkha concerned <laughs> about your health. Uh, he said mean shit. Fuck him. What He's, happened? Screw whoa, whoa, whoa. him. That just took screw a screw him. Turn. He was crapping on me about being sick. He can f off. Oh man, it must have been my page. It must have been me. If he wants page. me to feel better, tell him to drop off some bourbon. All right, that'll fix me right up. A little, little Yankee Distillers bourbon, maybe some rye. Let's just go rye. Let's get right into it. Mike Camps wrote Bunny in the Box. Very good. That's right. He likes yes. Cameron Poe. Po. Very good. Uh, Steve Buscemi in that is so weird, it's so creepy. Oh, Actually, everything he did. We got a, we got one from Ryan McCarthy here. Okay. Is Boston dead? After how horrendous the Red Sox have looked the past week, oh are the Red Sox God. out of it? Are they dead? Dude, it's, I mean, it's bad. That's like, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to pick on the Red Sox right now. I'm not even interested in picking on them. That's just, that's horrendous. Like when Boston, I was, I was texting Boston Dan about it. And he's like, this is, I just hate these guys right now. <laughs> like, like it's just, I was like, I can't even make fun of you right now. He's got to take me to a Yankee game. That's forgot about that. He still, yeah, he still does. And what the hell happened in Boston? Because it was like they were in contention. There was one point like back in what early June, late May, or like, oh, Boston might catch New York. They're getting on the hot. Who was like? The- who said that? Who said that? Well, now you're just making Boston shit fan. Boston yeah, I was fan. gonna say. Yeah, you somebody, you know, Sully and Tommy Boy are sitting there at Duncan behind Duncan with a, with a, a half a can of Sam Adams and a Marb Red. I think we're gonna catch them. No, you're not. Stick a fork in them. They're absolutely done. They're done. They're toast. It is absolutely over. That is an historic beatdown that the Boston Red Sox were suffering. They're done. It is over. Uh, Right now, it looks like the the party's over. We did a a conversation like a month ago about how usually easy it is. And like I discussed, like the American League is just not very good. Mm -hmm. But Toronto's still there. Tampa's Mm -hmm. still there. Mm -hmm. And Seattle got on a great run. Seattle's the team. In all professional sports, that is the longest playoff drought. So the Brady Farkas fighting Seattle Mariners <sighs> probably can do this thing. They're, they're this year's A's. They're this year's A's. 
like, oh, how'd they put this together faster than we thought they would? And then, boom, here they are. So I, I would far rather what have about the- your What about your Orioles? Yeah. Your Orioles like fight that. the wild card life. I, what I, I a- make fun of them for a second. Good for yeah. you, buddy. Look at you. And not just winning games. Entertaining. Entertaining walk-off wins, come from behind victories. They are... Man, sitting down watching an Oriole game in the summer, being like, "Wow, there's like things that matter in this game." And right? Stuff when's can the last time you, cool. you? When's the last time you watched a relevant Orioles game? Late July, early August, 2016, with right. that stupid wild card game that Buck Showalter and Pitch Zach Brin. <laughs> but you're not bitter. But you're not bitter. You let it go. You let it go. You gotta let that pass. Just and like what- Mello wouldn't do. At one point, I forgot it from my memory. I'm like, oh, remember in 2014 when they got to the ALCS and lost <laughs> to the Royals? Like, I wiped 2016. Like, it never even happened to me. Have you watched both episodes of The Captain yet? Yes. <laughs> when, I right, spoiler alert, three, two, one. When Jeter smiles, he goes, we all know what happened. Tony should have jumped. Like, like I just freaking, because he's like, when he said we all know what happened, I'm like, don't do it, Jeter. Don't admit it. Don't admit it. He should have jumped. I'm like, the captain lives. Um, you were right. I love the I love the series so far. It's pretty it, amazing. It's so good. And it's like, yeah. I think it's it was. just enough of stuff that you didn't 100% know with a little nostalgia memory lane. I think the next one is where it's going to start getting a little, a little, a little greasy, a little nasty. Because we just talked about arbitration a little bit, like I think we start we start getting into these contract negotiations and stuff. That's where he's gonna like, and that's when I decided Brian Cashman could could suck a fart out of my butt. Like like I just something that's gonna be great. There's a part of me driving into CBS's studios today where I was like, why didn't they just call it like the Yankee Dynasty? Like why didn't they just call it like the '90s Yankees? Why didn't they just like give it the last dance treatment? Then I thought, okay, there the Yankee franchise as a whole is so polarizing. There's so many people that just hate the Yankees that they would be out of it. Like they just would not watch it, but there are even non Yankee fans who like Jeter. So yeah. I think the idea of like the captain being the face of the documentary, even though it's far more about the uh, history of the Yankees of the nineties, which is really cool. And I think, that, I think well, you're missing the point though. Hmm. He's the lightning rod that made it happen. Like it doesn't happen without him, you know, like you could have all the, I don't remember who was, who said the line. It was like, they weren't stars. They became stars. I think I meant Susan. Susan they, was yeah because of how great they played like he went from this nerdy kid who they didn't know if they wanted to talk to to their leader and you know he was a lightning rod he was everybody wanted him to be a part of stuff they watched him so closely waiting for him to do something stupid that nobody saw like did anybody know Bernie Williams played guitar until he until he retired no you know what I mean you know David Wells is out getting faced the night before games Nobody's paying attention to it. It's funny because you're winning. He he he's why they were what they were, and I think that's what the point they're making. That Tony Fernandez story they talk about at second base. I never knew that story. That like oh, yeah. could I never knew the Tony Fernandez story. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's why it's like if Steinbrenner doesn't get suspended, <laughs> we don't have the dynasty. And the A Rod thing is placed. This isn't a spoiler, but like there's that, an A yeah. Rod conversation yeah. in episode two. I hope they're building to something more they because. Have to. They have to. It's a little awkwardly placed. The A Rod. I get why timeline wise, like it, in comparison to the Last Dance, and I keep doing. That, I got to stop. But like, it, it's for sports fans. They're gonna know what I mean by this. There was a lot of jumping around in the Last Dance. Like there'd be an episode they go back to the eighties. Yeah. The right. timeline of this is better because they set More up A-Rod, exactly A Rod and Jeter. But A Rod's answer was too like buttoned up. Yeah, because because he, he wants he doesn't want you to look deeper. Yeah, 
But they, you notice that there was, all right, again, continue spoiler alerts. He, there's a line from Jeter in that episode that I think sets up what you want because you're talking about A-Rod. But at a different point in the episode, he goes, Jeter said, I wish I wasn't this way, but every time I meet someone, I think to myself, what do they want from me? And my very first thought was, this is why I'm so amazing. Because when I met him, I just thanked him for everything he did for me as a fan. And he stopped and t- looked at his sister and went, That's he's like, thank you. He goes, that's a really nice guy right there. And he laughed. And I was like, <laughs> Derek, he's so nice. <laughs> but I also feel like there's part of that is going to lead into the, like, if you look, you can almost see him becoming more cynical already. Like, I think you'll see the cynicism and how it plays into his relationship with A-Rod. Yeah. And Brian Cashman. Well, Brian Cashman, like you, there's, what's my rule? You Google someone, the first picture that comes up tells you whether or not people like them. Dude, they made a, like every picture of Cash in the beginning. I know he was a nerd. I get it. He looks so freaking over the top nerdy. It's bad. Like it's like, like it's to the point where it's like, no wonder this dude started bench pressing and rappelling down buildings for Christmas. Like he had to, cause he just looks, he like instinctively, I want to take his lunch money. I have no choice. Like I just want to bully him. And especially in the 90s, yeah. younger people don't realize that's like how some of the suits were. Like they were supposed yeah. to be bigger. Like that was stylish, right. although it yeah, does not look like that on Brian Cashman. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. It's bad. So, all right. I have to go cough up a lung. All right. Well, uh, you and I will be back on Saturday for the playoff yeah, preview we'll show, the playoff Probably. pregame show. Cannot hopeful. wait for that. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Whether we're in person at the MVP arena or digital, we will be there. Yeah. I got to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pass some tests. I'm, I'm like Kyler Murray. I gotta pass some tests first if I'm gonna get all my monies. So all right, yeah, bye. Bye. Hey, what about bye. advice? Oh, you want advice? Don't, don't get sick. It sucks. <laughs>